Welcome to the fifth episode of The Trip. In this week's episode, we will be discussing what is real. For our panel members this week, we have Brandon LaVoy, Steven Annunziato, Cole Spielvogel, and myself, Cameron Aller. But we have a very special guest. His name is VZ Jackson. VZ, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you for the introduction, Cam. My name is VZ Jackson. I'm a graphic design student at Champlain College. I'm just finishing up my sophomore year, going into my junior year next semester. So, uh, yeah. Word. Okay, so Steve usually starts, but VZ, you said you had a great talking point? Oh, yes, I do. I have a great talking point. Let's hear it. So my talking point is I just read up on and some watching of videos about quantum physics and how strange things happen on the quantum level. It's kind of hard to explain. I do have, all right, you know what? I'm going to draw and do some drawing. This experiment, you might have heard heard of it, it's called the double slit experiment. And basically, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining this. I'm not a physicist, right? I'm not, I literally just learned about this. And it's really just like crazy in my mind. So basically, scientists fired little particles called photons through two slits. And when they observed it through the computer, so when no, no sensors or no, nothing was looking at it while it was happening. The photons were acting like waves of light um, getting fired through these double slits. But when they put a sensor uh, or an intelligent observer, they call it, uh, so anything like like you observing it or like a sensor or something, they acted differently. And they they like when they got shot through these two slits, the sensor in the back that connected to the computer showed that they were in two lines instead of waves. So I thought that was interesting that like the way that things react is different when somebody or something is observing them. Yeah, that's uh, the coolest thought, shit. Yeah, I thought that was super crazy, you know, and that kind of ties into the whole, I mean, I think that we're kind of living in a simulation. You guys might not, but I feel like that's just kind of a, a way for like a computer to to save on on data you know yeah basically. you know what i can i can speak about that too being a game yeah. programmer like totally calling data is totally a thing that we have to do all the time like if if a player is not looking at some complicated object why waste the power to to make it appear on screen right right and that's like that's really cool i think quantum physics is like a really good place to start out when you're talking about what is real we know like virtually nothing about it. We know very little about it, but I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about what reality is when we actually learn more about quantum physics. So is it like sort of concrete proof of the, if a, if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there, does it make a sound? I was just about to say that. Right. I think, I think that that's, that was actually what I was thinking too. And they kind of brought up the idea that like if something's in a box uh, and you're in, you're not shaking it, you're not, you know, you're just looking at it in the box. You totally don't know what's in that box. You know that like in that box, nothing exists to your knowledge. You know, and basically like you know this this guy in the video was talking about how like we kind of like we we have the ability to almost like manifest reality, different realities which I think is like super, super crazy that if you think about something enough, it might just happen, right? That, right. That's awesome. That's like a Schrodinger. Schrodinger? 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 Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat? 
you can't put the word dinger in your name and expect me to announce it anyway. <laughs> yeah, just that uh, that sort of theory where if, if nothing's around to observe something, it's technically living and dead at the same time. I, I, I think that's a really interesting way of sort of viewing the world, uh, questioning if an event would take place if you were there to witness it or not. Sometimes right. you know, there's sort of just a phenomenon about like walking down the street, seeing like a piece of trash fall and or just exist. And you, this is, you are literally the only being that will even acknowledge that and, and consider it for maybe the next 48 hours. Just, it's sort of this like blanket view of the world that you, you think all these things are happening with just like trash flowing down gutters and stuff like that. But like, what if it's just not, and and it, it doesn't even go beyond uh, our the simulation we're in isn't even supporting everything. It's just one person's. It's just making sure we all have a, a something in front of us to entertain us, and then nothing in between. That's like a really freaky idea to me. Right. Like, and on that same topic, another way to think about that would be, like, we find new species of of plants and animals all the time, right? Imagine there must have been some like prehistoric animal that existed for some amount of time, but it like left behind almost no fossil records and we just don't know about it. So like mm. it was never around when we were and we have no record of it. So it just doesn't exist. So there's we have no clue about those things. Like we don't know if those things are real or if they're not. And that kind of makes me wonder what does real even mean what does existent even mean just because like Vizi was saying with the double slit experiment and everything things that we can observe in concrete reality just change based on what's observing them or what's not that analogy of uh finding like prehistoric pre prehistoric species that we're not aware of also the the fact combining that with the fact that we have so many species on earth that we, we're not even aware of projected millions that we haven't even encountered yet the, the sensation you must get like being a, a human with with the knowledge that all the species that you're aware of and then you're just walking through the woods and you find this like totally new creature that you know no one else is aware of like that must be fucking insane imagine if like there's just like a sort of this atlantis-esque species that's living underwater in in deep sea that we're, we're, we're not even aware of and wouldn't have the technology to access for the next couple thousand years. But that may just be the most important thing going on or on in the world right now. What if there, there's just a species that's so beyond us that's living right under our noses and we wouldn't even have the ability to communicate with it or even recognize it? I, I agree with that, Cole. That makes me think along the lines of what about the people who say they can see ghosts? that is would that be considered a creature that is, is that of real? the unknown yeah yeah and, is it real? Yeah. But what about what about what is fake what is make-believe it's it's all one question too but right yeah and at the end of this video that i was watching too uh the guy kind of brought up how you know like different like mental illnesses you know i i i feel like mental illnesses kind of doesn't really do them justice uh because like you know to to any other person a mental illness you know kind of it seems like it's it's something that gets in the way and it's something that kind of like pr 
prohibits somebody from doing like everyday normal things but at the same time like somebody that's like schizophrenic can do things that normal people just can't do and they they have you know they have like a different reality whether you like it or not they just have like very overwhelming realities people with like autism um can't you know like the way that their brain works takes in like too much information at once like your brain doesn't really know how to like shut off the information so their reality is like much different from like what we receive uh, you know like what we observe in our own heads and i'm sure you know like whatever we observe is different from each other respectively but the guy was talking about how like different people like have this different reality and like a rea- reality is really only something like something that is real is only real to you you know it's not real to anybody else but you you know it's you can share a, a reality with somebody but at the end of the day they're going to be different in some ways whether that's like emotionally different you know like your emotions can cloud your judgment and so forth and also like going back to like mental illnesses like if you have PTSD your reality is much different because things are permanently rewired in your brain so you have like a much different reality than everybody else right and i want to point out like how differences in in reality between people is where problems come up for example politics the democrats are mm-hmm. killing our nation or something like that right like if people are like fed different views about what's happening in the world and then it kind of makes people butt heads for no reason whatsoever granted all these different sort of guides into perceiving reality that can lead to just vastly different results think about how school is basically just a generalized guide on how to view the world and, and address issues and stuff but it can just result in in vastly different people with incredibly different like perceptions of the world. Um, politics is a great like example of that. Re- religion is another one. Like you're you're tied to all these morals, and people within the same community can be fed all the this different guidance, but they can just it, the end game is just completely different people that could land in completely middle grounds of like gray areas of morals. Vizi said the word normal, and normal is literally just an agreed-upon reality. It's just a group of people who agree that a certain thing is real, and then if anyone doesn't agree with them, that's not normal. That's also where mental illness comes in and plays a big role in that. They're assigned a mental illness because their normal is not the normal that everyone else has agreed upon. So when you get that label with mental illness, no matter what it is, Vizi, I know you were talking about like autism, like high-functioning autism, their creativity... They focus on one specific task slash like what their passion is, and they're going to be so good at it. But with the stigma behind high functioning autism is they can't do as much as us, you know, as a neurotypical could. But in reality, if everybody in the world had high functioning autism and everyone had their own passion, we could be looked at as like a beehive where all the worker bees have their own skill and something they know how to do for their whole life and be perfect at it. As we continue as like just a human species, I I think we're going to, especially as we're acceptant of all these different neurodivergent ways to think about the world, I I think our perceptions of of things are only going to diversify and that really isn't necessarily a good or bad thing. That's fair. I think um, especially like these you brought up um, schizophrenia and I think that's where it can get like really interesting because 
with schizophrenia, you have just in your normal life, you have hallucinations and delusions. If you're if you're deluded into thinking something, then this thing is real. A lot of schizophrenic delusions can be like, there's someone around the corner here who's trying to kill me. And to that person, that is real. And that's why it's so dangerous. And that's why it's such a problem that like, because to them, that idea is legitimately real. And from what I understand about like medicating schizophrenia is it doesn't make them go away, but it makes you know that it's not real. So that kind of makes me think like, what does real even mean? You know, like it's so different for so many people. We just have an idea of of what's good enough, like what's a good enough definition of real. But it's inherently meaningless to say to know what is real. Like it's just beyond our understanding right now. Based off of that, how does the concept of truth play into what is real? Truth is relative. Like I was going to say, I think truth is just as real as real is, you know, like it's it's so subjective to say like this is the truth or, you, you know, like your your objective truth is much different than my objective truth. Right. It's way different. And, and if you took acid and I took acid, our objective realities would be very different from each other, you know, and but like why, why does this compound, this like chemical compound make my brain fire differently you know like i think it's it's very strange that all of us you know like i think that we're we're more similar than not you know some of us might have depression some of us might have anxiety adhd i have adhd everybody has adhd right like i don't know 30 percent of adults do i don't know where i was going with that well i'll i'll, I'll interrupt when i when i come up with that the reason why i okay. said it how does truth play into what is real is like if I take this pen and I drop it and there's two other people standing in the room and they see me drop the pen, I think we can all agree that I dropped the pen. Right. So is that real? Because yeah, there's someone but, in Juniper, I didn't drop a pen. They don't even know. And I there exist. is no pen. But, yeah, but, exactly. but maybe the there's no cam. Time, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I exactly. I'm not here. Just imagine, imagine if we're all just kind of our own beings, you know, and none of, whatever is we're experiencing really even exists like imagine if we're just kind of like almost like computers our brain we know this like from like psychedelics can make us see things you know like the way that we're wired can make us see things like schizophrenia um like if you have adhd your brain is wired just a bit differently and when you take a drug like adderall it makes it kind of you experience things differently so imagine if we're all just kind of seeing a bunch of hallucinations and we're interacting with a bunch of uh, hallucinations and it's just like all just going on inside of our head so right really because just like, like at the end of the day like that's something we like to talk about a lot in this podcast like it all it is kind of in our head like it, the word real kind of doesn't really make much sense when you realize that like these concrete things that we're looking at that we're sitting on that we're talking into all like everything that we see is just vibrating energy. It's just a light wave. It's right, just a yeah, photon. Yeah, exactly. And and then are we it comes into our brains and then at the point where we interpret it, that's where it becomes real. But on it, that it, note, I wanna I wanna kind of propose a question. Is a thought real? I'd say a thought is more real than what you can see and yeah. hear and smell because your senses aren't necessarily the most reliable. We can only see in a certain resolution right but there are so there's so much more detail there's an infinite amount of detail in what i'm looking at right here and what i'm looking at right here what i'm hearing we just can't hear 
or see or smell that much because we can only take in so much information into our head. But but if you were autistic, you could hear a little bit more, right? If you were wired differently, you could hear a lot more. Exactly. And then thoughts, thoughts are probably the most real because you're creating that entire, I guess you would say you're creating that reality in your head and you know every single detail because it's a thought in your head because you can always switch it. You can always change things because it's not real, but it is a reality. I, I definitely agree that like thoughts are, are certainly a more consistent method of judging something, whether it, it's real or not. But would you say that thoughts are always susceptible to being truthful? Because I, I would say that delusions, lying to ourselves, um, all these other methods of sort of manifesting thoughts into a way, it, 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 into a method of helping boost what we think is best for us, especially if it's hard to accept the truth of reality. So let's sort of flip your your hypothetical, like you were saying earlier, Cam, where three people in a room drop a pen and they can all attest that that's what happened. You could have three people in a room where a pen doesn't drop and they can all agree to lie about it and say that a pen dropped and tell people about that. So think of all the crimes in history that have some way down the line of the judicial system there was like someone stretched the truth or or straight up lied to avoid being convicted or anything like that it we we are sort of constantly moving forward regardless of whether or not the truth is present so i think our concept of whether or not the truth that this sort of concrete thing it is way more abstract, especially in the sense that it needs to be true to all these people that are perceiving it in a similar way, especially in like a, a case like that, where maybe hundreds of people need to confirm whether or not something is real, but there's just a vast disagreement and who's right in that case. Yeah, truth is based on a certain idea of a perspective. It's not necessarily what actually happened. Right. And I think that Something for in order for something to be like real, like I'm kind of bringing it back to the, more of the real thing than the truth thing because those are like super different. But I think that in order for something to be like real in a, like a perfect world where nobody lies about something being real, um, something's like that's truthful and real. I think it it requires somebody like an intelligent observer, whether that's a sensor hooked up to a computer um, that can sense things and record it and you know, make it into, you know, program it, whatever. Um, it's in the computer. It's intelligent. I think it, it, it needs for in order for things to happen, right? Like the tree falling in the woods, it needs an intelligent observer. It needs a camera. It needs a sensor. It needs a human being. It needs some animal, a squirrel, whatever, to observe it in order for it to happen, right? Because then it did, just didn't happen, you know, like according to this freaking quantum physics thing, you know, like going back to the pen thing, these photons that were fired through these things went through both holes. Like they they split, but photons don't split. They had to have gone through both holes and then come together. And then it itself reacted with itself, which doesn't make any sense without an observer. Um, And, you know, whatever, like went somewhere else on the wall. Uh, but when there was an observer, it did what they're supposed to do, 
I think that that's like that's crazy, right? And that kind of ties back in with the whole like thing in the box. Like it's not actually there until somebody observes it to be there. You know, somebody makes it that reality. Did the concept of superposition come up in that video? That sounds familiar. I don't I don't know. Okay. What superposition that is. superposition is Okay, so there's right now our understanding of physics is very disjointed. We have large scale physics, like we know a lot about what happens when you like throw a ball or like planets moving, orbiting around things. But then once you get to the quantum level, it's very different. Like so different that things can exist in multiple places at once. And oh, it's called yes, quantum yes, superposition. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And that, that's, that that's the whole kind of ties into the double slit experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So theor- uh, the quantum physicists went on to speculate that due to quantum superposition, the molecules that make up your body can be in several states at once. Therefore, you can exist in several different realities at the same time. And this is a genuine theory of quantum physics, and it's being looked at by the scientific community. A lot of people genuinely believe this. So if that's the case, like, many things are real. Every possibility is real. So are you... But we're only observing the one that we can look at we're only observing one of them this kind of sounds like the string theory is that is that what you're getting at right there have you ever heard i don't know a lot about string theory but it it probably is is very similar is it string theory but like sorry go ahead so string theory from what i understand again not professional i don't don't know what i'm talking about really disclaimer yeah disclaimer here uh don't don't take what i say seriously but um, basically, like, from my understanding, string theory is, like, suggests that everything is kind of made out of these, um, like, b- building blocks that are strings, you know, like, little tiny loops of strings, uh, and they vibrate at certain frequencies. And uh, depending on what, how much they're vibrating or the frequency or whatever, they change states. So, you know, they're smaller than molecules, like what we thought were the smallest things in the world, you know, whatever. There's they're the ones that they're the things that make up the molecules and atoms, whatever. Atoms, I should say. But basically it says that like how much their free you know, like their their frequency, like what their frequency is changes them and whatever they're making up. So it suggests that like I think that there's a bunch of weird things that can happen at like, you know, things can exist at two different points of time, but also at the same time not exist. It does like weird things like with the double split experiment where the photon split up and was at two places at once in time, uh, but then came together and it it affected itself when it came together. Um, and it, I think that it just suggests that like time, I don't, there's like weird, very weird things that happen in time that like we just like physically don't understand at all. Right. I think the bottom line of that is like, there's stuff going on that's like so beyond us. We just have absolutely no clue. Like we went through the entirety of human history up to this point thinking that we can only be in one place at once and this is what happens when I throw a rock this far. And then all of a sudden we start looking at it further and there's just rules happening that we are just now learning about that are just completely beyond all human logic. I don't know. I feel like the concept of what's real and reality will will become heavily tied to that. Quantum physics is probably a good gateway to to how people are going to figure out about such an abstract concept. 
Okay, I want to keep steering it into a separate or a similar direction here. What about the concept of a personality? We went over if thoughts are real and, and how easily melded that could be into something that is false or maybe even not real at all. But how about a person? Like, I'm looking at Brandon. I know Brandon. I know Brandon is real. But in Brandon's own mind, he just has abstract concepts about his own self. And those are just thoughts. And I I want to propose the question of, like, is a person real? Like, is a personality real? Or is that just something that we kind of fabricate to help us go about the world? I, I honestly, I think that personality kind of depends on, like, what they kind of, you know, perceive as real and whatever. Like, their experience makes their personality. But at the same time, you know, like, I, I kind of think that, like, we're just like really complex computers, right? We just take in all the information, we process it, uh, we learn from it. When we, you know, when we all skateboard, we all have skateboarded at one point, right? I skateboard all the time. When I skateboard and I practice kickflips, I'm literally feeding myself a bunch of scenarios until I get it right. And then my brain learns from that scenario, okay, this is how you got to do it every single time. And you're literally just feeding it a bunch of information. Your algorithm. Yeah, yeah, until it figures out, okay, like, that's how artificial intelligence works. Like, that's how Siri works. When it when it messes up on something, it learns from that, and it does it better next time. I mean, we're uh, more complex than that, obviously, but um, I think that, like, personality really just depends on, like, what your personal experience has been, you know? And I wonder if it's just a bunch of ones and zeros, you know, if, if our personalities could just be recorded or or our brains could be mapped uh and they could just be a reflection of us i like that vz um that makes me think like can something real be changed say your personality you're happy outgoing blah, like all that and then all of a sudden traumatic incident something you're sad you say you were never happy was that a real personality for you or was it just something, was it a phase? You know what I mean? Like if going on the personality. Yeah. And, and I mean, going off that, I like, what, what if I just completely change, you know, what, what if someday I'm just like, I just turn into a completely different person. Uh, and you know, like if, if I'm acting irrational or whatever, somebody will say, VZ, you're not acting like yourself, but like I am because I am myself, you know, like my my brain is telling me that this isn't a, a reality for me. You know, like my brain is telling me that I'm anxious about something, even though if, if, if it's not your, ra- you know, if it's not rational for me to be anxious about it, my brain is still telling me, right? So that is... By the way, rational just means yeah. real. Yeah, right, so it, right. But is that anxiety real, you think? Like, so can you say, like, is are all, like, feelings of fear being like are we just all a blanks like slate and we just get these sparks of emotions i don't think that we're blank slates i i i I like heavily i i think that honestly um i mean i've gotten more more and more into like working out and everything um but i think that we're i've learned a lot about like kind of like just genetics like what you're you're kind of a product obviously of your your family and your parents ultimately you know you get your genetics from them um it's not always a you know even 50 50 split uh split whatever you you inherit traits from 
different size your family and i think that like honestly from when you're born i don't think that you're necessarily like a blank slate i think that there are some things right that you're just going to be better at you're just you're, you're going to have a better uh, you're going to have a more developed part of your brain if you're if you're more creative from the beginning you're going to have different things that were genetically given to you you know there were gifts you know from gods if you want to believe that whatever genetically some people can be like super good at drawing or super good you know like they can have perfect pitch you know like genetically you're not like a blank slate we're not all the same you know like we we shouldn't treat each other like the same because we're not we're different people and we're different we come from different backgrounds there's environment works into that but i think that at least like 30 percent of you physically and mentally is like just predetermined from when you're born just genetically like how your your chemicals balance in your brain and everything the way that neurons fire off i think that like at least 30 percent it has got to be genetic would you say the rest is based off of experiences that you have and things that happen to you i'd say i'd say yeah i'd say a lot of it is environment because i like when when i was growing up i had i had like ADHD, I had, I had moderate ADHD, you know, like I, I was pulled out of class, I did like reading, special reading things, I did like, I didn't ever do like speech therapy or anything like that, but you know, it's like similar things, you know, like I was pulled out of class. I'm not in any special education classes anymore, because I learned to deal with my ADHD, I learned to learn, even though I can't pay attention, you know, I, I figured out things that work, um, but somebody completely different, their ADHD could have gotten worse, you know, like if, if their environment was different, if they were, tr if they weren't given those opportunities to learn and learn how to learn with their ADHD, with their disability, th you know, things could be totally different. So like right now, like I've, I've learned to think like everybody else, you know, like I've learned to deal with, with me, you know, dozing off and stuff, but somebody in a completely different environment could have ended up killing themselves by now because they couldn't pay attention and they thought that they were dumb, you know, like, I think that you're 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 put in a position right like right off the bat you're put in a position where maybe you're better at something than everybody else's you're genius you know you're freaking einstein you're just smarter than everybody but it's really your environment and what you choose to do with that that like ultimately makes your personality and like what makes you 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 know like it's the information that you take in the drive you know like everything environment you know the saying where it says hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard? It's like that saying. Right, yeah. You're talking about your experiences that you accumulate over time and your genetics and whatnot. But how about this? Like, if my consciousness was plucked out of my body and put into you, VZ, your mind, yeah, then I would be experiencing your thoughts through your lens in your body and I would just be you. How does that kind of work into things? Like if the concept of, of personality is really just, or, or, or experience, if the concept of experience is just melded by the flesh suit that I find myself in, then how does that, is it still real? Is, is, is the concept of my own personality just as real as like a physical object that I know for a fact is a real thing, or is it just more of an abstract concept that we kind of just create for ourselves? Adding on to that, what about multiple personality disorders? Multiple personalities for one person, one meat suit, as you would call it. Are they experiencing the exact same reality? Is everything 
the same, in quotations, real for them, even though they're different personalities for the same person? I think it depends on personality or that that person's that that meat suits very specific circumstances. And um, I, I think that's a bit hard, a bit harder to touch upon, because especially in those cases, I think everyone's different. But yeah, I, I, I definitely think kind of going back to uh, I think BZ was saying it before, where we have all these different interpretations of the same quote unquote reality that just goes through these different processes of uh, everything we've sort of experienced in our own lifetimes. It, it's just sort of like mind blowing how easy it is to nonchalantly forget about that. But it's also sort of depressing to think about how e each person just has this this whole encyclopedia of, of memories and experiences in their head that they can conceive as real as much as they can. But it, it, it's it's such a different I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's such a different state from everyone else where it in and finding the the sort of middle ground that we all rest in is just sort of the universal way of communicating yeah and actually adding on to that cole like you and i you know like could could go to the same same event or whatever you know experience the same thing but have two totally drastic memories about it you know if you if you were hurt on uh, like say we go to like a carnival or something and I have a great time. I'm eating like I'm eating popcorn, deep fried Oreos. Those are the shit. Oh my Just god, slam. those are so good. But imagine if you like stubbed your toe on a on a ride or something, you know, and that kind of like got sat on by an elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like something happened, but it doesn't even have to be big. Something like even just small happens. I I went to a carnival as a legal adult. Like I I'd probably feel bad after that. Like right, yeah, exactly. But like you know, say that you're you're like whatever. You are depressed that day or something. You're gonna remember that. That's gonna be a different reality from like what I experienced. You know, like if you if you didn't like the way that somebody looked at you that day or something. Like, you're going to remember that memory as being, like, terrible, whereas I was, like, you know, having a great, great time. I was eating all the, my favorite food, you know, like, I was doing all my favorite things, going on rides and stuff. But, like, that, it's interesting to me that, like, we, our brains can, like, manifest different kind of realities from, like, what everybody else experiences, you know? Like, I had a great time. I have a great time in college. Uh, and I love learning in college, but in high school, I hated it, you know, and I was in the same high school as all my other friends that loved it, you know, like, I would, you know, I fit in, right, I, I, I fit in, I was uh, a cross country runner, um, I was okay at cross country, I got along with all the, the kids on the team, right, I was an art student, I got along with all the artists and stuff, and I, I enjoyed my artwork side of high school, but you know, at the same time, high school as a whole, even though it was the same experience as like everybody else, I just didn't really enjoy it. You know, I, there are just different yeah. things. There are challenges that I had to get over. Um, like I was still I was still trying to figure things out and stuff. And like just the whole experience, even though I shared it with like all other people that like loved it, I just like I just didn't really get the hype. You know, it's a different reality for me. One thousand percent. And as we just sort of like move through time we we try our best to relate to one another find uh middle grounds where we can talk about things but we we sometimes completely 
we, we just have completely different sort of states of, of how we're perceiving uh, the world at that moment. And, and it, it's, it's crazy how diverse we can get from one another while going through those very similar experiences. Right. And at the same, and at the same time, like the more I think about high school being awful, the more I start to believe that it was actually terrible. You know, like I, I can convince myself that like high school was ass, but at, you know, at the same time I had great times in high school. You know, I remember beating like my PBs in cross country. I remember being super happy about that. You know, like getting into college was awesome. Breaking through on some art piece, you know, was awesome. But the more that I say like, oh, I hated high school, the more I start to believe it, right? So the more you manifest something, the more it kind of starts to really become your reality, which is interesting. Yeah, so we're, we're best friends at reinforcing our perceptions of things, whether or not they're, they're that real or not. Similar to when your parents say, fake it till you make it. It's like you're, you're making yourself believe in something and then that becomes real because you're believing it. Mm-hmm. Make it till you make it is a beautiful application of manifestation. Because when you yes. say manifestation, like I just sound like a dumbass, right? But if I just say fake it till you make it, that's literally the exact same thing. That's just put something on your mind, whatever that, I don't know, so if that's going to be like confidence, if that's going to be like getting good at a skill. Mm-hmm. And eventually, if you just keep going through the process of pretending you're good enough at that thing, you'll just find yourself at a place where you're good at it. I, I respect people busting out the word manifest over those who just say fake it till you make it. You sound like a soccer mom who's fucking drinking her favorite soda, eating hot dogs while I'm here busting my ass playing soccer. Like, On a different kind of note of experiments, uh, I'm not going to talk about the double split or double slit experiment again, but there's also some uh, another experiment done with a mouse. And he was put in like a glass container. Apparently when there's no mouse in there, they programmed this robot to just kind of go around randomly and make, you know, different turns, whatever. Uh, but as soon as they put the rat in there, the rat, it's very strange. I don't know the, uh, the uh, what was it called? The name of the experiment, but they found that the robot was tending like its path. There were more paths near the rat that was like interested in the robot than when the mouse was removed. It was completely random when the mouse was removed, but when the mouse was in there and wanted companionship, whatever, with the robot, it was, there were more paths towards the mouse, which is very interesting to me. Wait, wait, so is there a mouse and a rat? All right, no, I'm using those interchangeably. They were just one single animal my yeah. point is is that like this animal just wanted that robot closer to it for some weird weird reason and it and it listened somehow you know like it he like manifested it into its reality which like, kind of goes back to the whole quantum physics thing where like the intelligent observer uh can really just manifest things into reality you know like reality isn't really reality until there's an intelligent observer And likewise, I think on the topic of manifestation, like where you choose to make your observation is what happens in reality. So for instance, like, okay, Brennan's gone. That's okay. Sad face. I think you had to go to work. Oh, okay. So for example, if I'm a person who's really bitter all the time, and I focus my attention, my consciousness, whatever you want to call it, on the bitterness in me or in the world, you're just going to keep finding that. 
whatever you whatever you choose to observe is kind of what you find. And, you know, another example is if you're if you're a positive person, you find the positivity in things. Are you like I don't know? Are you observing the same reality, or are you kind of creating a different reality by having that different mindset? A lot of questions we just don't have answers to. And that that's kind of what I was trying to touch on when I was you know like making the carnival example with like Cole. I'm a very optimistic person, you know, and I'm a very happy person. Like, thank God I don't have any depression, you know, like issues. Obviously, I get depressed, but not it's not like a chemical imbalance in my brain. Everybody experiences emotions, but I'm not constantly depressed. So like if somebody has depression or like anxiety, their memories, even though it's the same thing, like we experience the same thing, their memories are going to be clouded by whatever emotion was in their head. I'm a generally happy person. So a lot of my experiences are just happy just because I'm like always in a good mood. Somebody that's like grows up dirt poor is going to have a much different outlook on somebody that grows up like super rich or even just a middle class family, you know, like they're going to have totally different ideas of the same things just because of like what they what their emotions are. And, you know, like if you're if you're well off, you're typically happier because you don't have to worry about you don't have the stress of worrying about like money and stuff. But if you grew up like worrying about that stuff or having to provide for your family before you even turned 18, you're going to be psychologically like a lot different than somebody that's just like had it easy, you know? I think it's really powerful too. Like manifesting things happens way more than we think it is than than we think it does. Like I don't know if you've ever tried consciously to manifest something you really want something and you sit down for like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes every single day and just kind of repeat to yourself, this is the thing that I want and this is what I, this is how I want to do it. Or maybe not even that, maybe just, I don't know, I want myself to get better in some way. I don't know. Pick something, an intention and just sit on it every day, 20 minutes for a couple weeks. It's crazy how different reality can change once you actually just put your mind and your body and all aspects of your being in the same direction to try to work towards this thing it's crazy how much reality can actually change just by thinking about it enough yeah i don't know it's remarkable something to try i I don't think i I don't think that i've ever really tried to manifest anything into existence you know or whatever but i've definitely like tried something so much you know all right like so back to like cross country i remember i was trying to break my pb uh senior year and i was i don't know i was doing like 1840s something like that for 5k like 18 minute four seconds it was my personal best and i remember i tried to beat it for so long and then i all of a sudden had this dream the night before a big meet that we were gonna have on our home field or, you know, we had a home field advantage, whatever. So I knew the course and I knew everything. I ran through the course of my dream. I beat my personal best. And granted, I did beat it by a significant amount. I dreamt that I, I beat it by like 40 seconds. I, th- I you know, I got 18 minute flat or whatever. You know, like I, I got like what I wanted um, exactly in my dream. But the next day when I, uh, I kind of forgot about the dream or whatever, you know, like and the next night I ran it. I hit my personal best of uh, 1824, which was like crazy to me. That's a huge gap, you know, like I was trying so, for so long and I just dreamt of it and it happened. And like I'm I guessing saw myself that, doing it. Right, okay. I'm guessing that that was on your mind a lot in the surrounding time, right? 
mm-hmm. like maybe when you're in class even you were like damn I wonder if I'm gonna beat my PB right right and it what I think it was really just the imagining it happening and seeing yourself do it you know like mm-hmm. seeing yourself get there um that like really kind of like turned on a switch in my mind that kind of like you know like once once you know something's possible you start to act a little bit differently you know like once you know once you see your friends doing kickflips you're like oh like if they can do it i can do it you know like if somebody else can can skateboard that well like obviously i could get there if i tried just hard enough you know like they're yeah. they're a couple years ahead of me you know like i could totally get there with you know like give me two years i could totally you know like tray flip like I totally could because everybody else can, you know? So, like, once seeing, once you see something become a reality, even if it's in a dream, I think that it just kind of unlocks something in your brain, you know, like, turns off that switch in your brain that tells you you can't do it, it's not possible, and it kind of, it just Simulation upgrades. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the way and, that we're by the way, <laughs> you're, you're saying, like, once you see something happen in the world, like, maybe from other people or whatever... It, I think it still remains true, even if you see it in your mind's eye, and that's what no, manifestation no, that's what I'm is. Saying. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like when I saw my dream, I I saw myself right. do it, and I I legitimately believed that I could do it. So when I executed it, it wasn't a surprise to me. I was like, oh yeah, I can run this fast. It's not like, you know, like I I can run five seconds faster up this hill. I can run five seconds faster on this mile. You know, like it adds up, right? Like, and I saw myself do it in the dream. And I thought through it in the dream, and then it happened. Like it, like the next day, it just happened. And I, I, I do that honestly. It influenced all the time. what ended up being real. Right, right, yeah. No, and that's that's pretty pretty crazy. That that's the way that some things can work. You know, sometimes you just need that. Like you need to see it. You know, and you need to believe it in order for your brain mm-hmm. to kind of turn off that lock that it gave you. You know, like that limitation that it gave you. Right. Sometimes you just need like adrenaline in your system, you know, sometimes you need like an extra push that breaks all rational thought to make it happen. Yeah, manifestation is such a is such a cool concept. And like, the more you look into it, the more you realize like how applicable it is to your actual life. I really, I really recommend like, if there's something that's missing in your life, or something that's not going well, or something you could work on, I don't know, be careful with trying to manifest something you want because that can end up being weird for reasons we can touch on later but like if you really want to manifest something you can like if you just it's like it's it's absurd it's it's completely profound if you just if you spend time focusing your attention to this one thing just like sitting there doing nothing at all but thinking about the thing that you're trying to manifest give it a week i can almost guarantee you it will appear like you said, with the thoughts and how thoughts are, what is real? And that, mm-hmm. that plays into that heavily, especially going back on the, the mouse and robot example. That's like almost, not almost the exact same, but it's very similar to how he had the dream about him running and beating his PR, and then he did it. The, the, the fact that the robot, even though it's a completely different life form, I guess you would call it, because it's programmed instead of a biological creature, the fact that they still attracted towards each other is insane to me. But I, I honestly, I think that at the same time, like I think that on the quantum level of things, like psychology on the quantum level is like all connected, right? I, 
I see that's I think that that ties into at least like my understanding of the string theory that like things are just connected like that and that's the way that people's thoughts can uh kind of affect like the objective reality of things uh, mm-hmm. like if you see yourself winning a race a lot of these like olympic athletes if you watch them like i'd say like 25 percent of them say they sit there and they visualize themselves doing it right yeah, that's that's like if you listen to usain bolt um or arnold schwarzenegger mr olympia like it's crazy he says he says that he just blocks off all of his emotions he sits there and he imagines it happening and he knows you know obviously after the first time he knows he can do it again but for the first time he's you know sat down he sits there and he just thinks about winning it right and he thinks about like this is what i have to do to win it um i imagine myself winning it i want this more than everybody else this is gonna become my reality and at a certain point like it just will it will become your reality which is pretty crazy yeah, I mean, even from, like, a psychological standpoint, you can think about this any number of ways. Like, this this is what people describe as magic. Like, magic is this, what we're talking about. You could also describe it as from a psychological standpoint as, like, let's say I really, really want, like, a turkey sandwich, right? And I'm thinking about that all day. And it's always on my mind. If I walk by, like, a, a store that sells a turkey sandwich... I'm going to go buy one. And it's as simple as that. I've just manifested a turkey sandwich into my reality. How crazy would it be if it just appeared on your desk right in front of you? So so I actually, I have a question for you guys, kind of yeah. bouncing off that. So do you think that it was ultimately your manifestation that led you to that sandwich shop? Or do you think that since you're thinking about it so much and since you wanted it so much that you noticed when there was a turkey sandwich just like when you hear a weird word and then you hear it uh three or four times that day and you're like oh like why haven't i been hearing that word it's because i just didn't know it Mm -hmm. but do you think that you manifested your way to pass that store or do you think that it's just you're more aware of turkey sandwiches therefore you see you you saw it in the store right there's a word subconsciously listening i know i I actually just learned about that word synchronicity I have no idea. Synchronicity <laughs> is so like I saw it in a TikTok. It's like when you uh, when you hear about a word for the first time. It happened to me one time. It was the craziest thing. It was the word verdant. It was like many many years ago, and I was like, all right, never seen that word before. And the same day, I saw it. I think it was three more times in that one day, and that's the first time I had ever seen it in my entire life. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, there's enough words that exist to the point where that probably is bound to happen at some point. You can look at it that way. But like, that's that's what they call synchronicity. Something that's like a coincidence. That's like so crazy. You like it just seems like it's not a coincidence, right? And looking out for synchronicities is kind of a a good way to like. It's it's kind of like seeing signs. If you see something appearing again and again and again, maybe it's your subconscious kind of throwing you something, and maybe it's the back of your mind reaching out to you. Because your subconscious can't really directly communicate with you. Your subconscious speaks to you through reality, I guess. Like if there's a big scary thing, you're going to get scared. That's your subconscious telling you, hey, we need to get away from this thing. And similarly, if there's a synchronicity coming up, that's, that's, it's like when people say like, you know, look for the signs and stuff like that. That's, that's the signs. It's, it's just looking out for what you think may be happening. And, and going back to your point, the question was kind of like, 
is it is it you that guides your yourself to the thing is that is that is that a good way to describe it i guess like so yeah so it's just like like i'm kind of just asking like if if your brain like we all know that our brain likes recognizing patterns you know mm-hmm. like you see you hear the same word all the time you know your your brain makes a, a pattern out of that and it likes to recognize that and the same thing happens like when we're hunter gatherers there are different things like foot tracks you know like that patterns that appeared and then they made our brain think about like oh the animals up there you know like certain things like that so i'm wondering if it's if it's like a something that we're just programmed to experience you know like or if you actually like because you thought about it so much you're you subconsciously led yourself to that store and made it happen i think they're both valid ways of thinking about it i don't think there's any one specific way that's right but i think you can look at it from either lens and it's and it's correct like because that's like the psychological standpoint of like since i'm thinking about since i was thinking about it so much throughout the day that's just kind of guiding my actions just because that's what's on the back of my mind and that's a pretty psychological way to think about it another way to think about it would be like this is fate and this is going to happen no matter what maybe that's a completely different way to think about it and i don't really think that but to some that's right yeah so some i think to answer your question like both is right right you know astrology signs and how people are like oh i'm a i'm a virgo so i'm this this and this do you think before they looked or they started believing in their sign that they were a completely different person but because they started believing in it they changed to that 100% 100 percent. Really <laughs> i i think that that is absolute bs i'm yeah. so sorry if you guys believe in that it is you convince yourself to become this person that you're not like it right just, it just, just happens you know? i'm just supposed to be a sagittarius and uh, the description does not match me at all i'm just like this yeah is, like i'm so supposed stupid. to be like lazy and laid back and whatever i'm so high strung like it just doesn't make sense <laughs> It, it gives all these people the moral high ground to psychologically analyze people based on your birth date, and they don't even fucking think about the fundamental problem with that on how they're just becoming this, like, psychopath. I guarantee all those people didn't... They weren't assigned birth dates until 2015 when they were, like, needed one. I don't know. Right, and, like, I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where, like, like think about an old memory, like when I was when I was really little, when I was like three years old, maybe I have a memory where I was walking outside of like a BJ's parking lot. Right. I don't know how accurate that is. The more I think about it, like if I if when I run it through my mind, that changed to uh, Shaw's parking lot. And I keep thinking about it. I'm more likely to bring it to, to misremember the event as walking through a Shaw's parking lot. Eventually, the memory is just I walked through a Shaw's parking lot, even though that's not what really happened right and i think that's kind of what's happening here with star signs like when you read about how your personality is supposed to be it kind of sprinkles in those aspects about how you actually think about your personality and then when you reference that topic like when you when you think about yourself you think about the aspects of the star sign does that make sense or am i right yeah no i i totally agree with that 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 goes okay. right back into the whole manifestation thing you know, yeah, if, you, if manifest you manifest your personality. Your personality it's, it's gonna happen, you know. Like if you right. think of, if you think that you're this like kind, uh, laid back, whatever, you know, like you're gonna become that person, you know. Like if you mm-hmm. if you think of yourself as a champion and a winner, some people some people will call it 
egotistical. If you think about yourself as being better than everybody else at a certain thing, it's going to happen. You know, you're going to get better because you actually truly believe it. You know, that's the same. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what happens with all these uh, like really talented people, whether it's like physical things or mental things, you know, like you kind of kind of goes back to the whole genetics thing. You know, like if Einstein was born and he's born smarter, a little bit smarter than everybody, he thinks that he's better, right? He thinks that he's smarter than everybody. Therefore, he studies more and he really takes advantage of it and it happens for him. His intelligence goes at an exponential scale versus everyone else at a very right, right. normal scale. So I have a question for you guys. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like gut feeling? Like having having a bad feeling about something. Have you ever had a bad feeling about something and then something really bad happens, you leave the area and the cops get called? Or have you, have you ever done that? Have you ever kind of thought about something and you're like, ooh, like it doesn't seem right here. The air is tense. Uh, and then you hear a bunch of gunshots or something and something bad happens, right? I, I sort of get, yeah, the, the sort of instinctual, just just feelings like that it, it's so tied to our like fight or flight system and it most of the time it's like accurate for a reason like we're, we're so trained to take in our surroundings and sort of predict the next situation that like we're, we're smart beings it, it just happens naturally we're like that even when you're sleeping you can still sense when somebody's watching you things like that mm-hmm. right and i i wonder Sometimes things, it's not even like a fight or flight thing. Sometimes things just seem bad. Like I need to get out of there. You know, like my body tells me like I get anxious, whatever. You need to change the setting. And so, like I've, I've had that happen a couple of times where I'm at a party or something and I'm like, you know what? Like I don't need to be here right now. Something bad's going to happen. I leave the party, the cops get called. Like, like five minutes later, like I'm walking down the street, I hear cops and I'm like, there it is. Like, the, like it's nothing like, it's a normal event, but something in the air just feels like something bad's going to happen. I wonder why, why that is. It's like, it's like the environment you're in is being poisoned by specific people who have realities or who like believe certain things. And then when they walk in the room or when something's going to happen, like a reality is starting to go south, it just gives off a vibe. Kind of like when, when somebody dies, it starts to stink. When there's a bad reality, it starts to, like, send out messages, like, subconscious messages to people, like, yo, shit's about to go down. Especially those sort of, like, social scenarios are, like, most tied to, like, our, our ability to predict things. Um, think about how, like, when when you, like, make sort of plans to hang out with someone and, like... In, in your conversation, it's like confirmed that you're going to hang out, but you sort of have that like over looming feeling that like, we're probably not going to actually hang out. It's probably um, going to fall through. I think that's based more off of like experience with that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, but at um, the same time, it totally could. You, you totally, Like nothing could be going wrong and you just feel like it's not going to happen. And then it doesn't happen. You know? But at the same time, you're kind of manifesting it falling through. Right. Well, that's that kind of brings us back to the whole manifestation thing. Like, is that is that like why? Like, did I think that the cops are going to get called, and so I had to leave the party, and then the cops got called? Like, is that me? That is my fault? You know, that I fell off. Blackface calls the cops. <laughs> yeah, just way too drunk. <laughs> there's there's kids drinking underage. <laughs> Bye.
<laughs> forgetting that you're calling the cops before you do every party to show up. I just find myself in the bed and I'm like, ooh, glad, glad I got out of that one. Jenna, um, with, going back on what you said, Cole. Um, call history 911. <laughs> yeah. If you really wanted to hang out with that person, then you would hang out with that person. It's, yeah. it's because you're thinking, oh, yeah, we're probably not going to hang out. It's because of that thinking that kind of leads to you not hanging out with them. So I actually I have an interesting question for you guys. And I don't, I don't know the rules with this whole podcast thing. Um, like if I'm do anything to, you want. If I'm, if I'm allowed to steer the ship in this way. But I have a really interesting question. No. And I would love to hear you guys' whatever. As long as All it's right. not obscenely inappropriate, anything goes. No, no, okay. All right. Yeah, so this is not very inappropriate. So we have the ability to, like, alter human life in crazy ways you know we can make somebody basically like we can we can alter somebody's genetics before they're born crispr um yeah yeah whatever you whatever you want to call it you know like whatever genetic you know like designer babies come up in this conversation a lot uh and it's basically the idea that like if you want like a really athletic daughter or son you're going to give them like really you know basically like abilities that like nobody could achieve unless they're on some performance enhancing drug that like naturally you know, like point zero 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 one percent of the population will have. Yeah. You know, you can give them that that edge. Or if you want them to be like artistically inclined, you'll enter you'll alter the genetics and they can do this. Where that part of their brain lights up a lot more than other parts. So my question is like, do you guys think that that is progressive, or do you think that like nature should just take care of who's who's good at what like do you think that the, that's a good thing good for question. progress with you know like i think that we can only get so far like with our own intelligence we make mistakes we're not perfect we're all like weird mixtures of different genetics so why not have us work like a beehive and have us all have our own little jobs or do you think that's like manipulative that would give a kid extraordinary talent and basically, like, make them do that, even though they don't want to. Like, even yeah. if they don't want to, right? Like, like they're I think, like, I think made it's... for that. Yeah, because when you do that, when you're making a, a child, if you're, if you're like, steering the course of your kid or some, some baby for a specific purpose, you're kind of, like, taking away their free will in a way. Like, you're, you're taking away their purpose, even. Like, if you're giving them a purpose, like, I'm going to make this kid so strong... He's gonna be some sort of athlete. Like you're, you're just taking away their purpose because, like, you can't. You're, you're giving that kid less options in a way, less problems that they have to work through, less opportunities to become their own person through their own experiences. So by making some like perfect baby with like fireproof skin and like, like lizard tongues and shit or whatever you want to put on your baby or whatever, like dragon you can... baby. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Baby. You're imagine, totally, you're totally like that's that's going against nature in my eyes. Imagine walking into a mall instead of build a bear, there's build a baby. Imagine that's um, the future. You know those people that like absolutely deck themselves out with tattoos to be like lizard yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they get their tongue split like that badly. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, you program your baby to be like that. But don't you guys think <laughs> oh, like? Don't you think that in a certain 
way like i i honestly i'm kind of against it i think that like naturally things happen and that's the way it should be and we could really screw things up genetically that way you know like i don't know the science of it or anything but don't you think that at some point it could be freaking sick you know like it could be dope to have these like superhuman almost like anime like human beings on earth you know like super smart super strong you know like people that can just do extraordinary things like don't you think that at a certain point that's almost like i'm going to teach my kid how to draw because i love drawing and it's done good things for me you know I'm, I, my whole career is based around my artwork i i honestly i don't think that it's much different from me wanting to teach my child how to draw and how to become an artist and how to think a certain way right i think that it's kind of like human nature to kind of want your child to be the best that it can be you know from like a natural standpoint you want your child to succeed and for your genetics to live on and become yeah the ultimate like human race right but hear me out like at that point everyone's perfect like if, if everyone's like modifying their dna to do that then you're like literally like like, okay, if I'm playing a video game, I want to play the video game. I don't want to go in, type in cheat codes, and be level 100 from the very start. That's right. just lame, that's boring, and it makes the game not even fun to play at all. Imagine going through your life, starting off as, like, a level 100. And you're just like, the best at everything that you do. And you're just so good. Like, no that's, I feel like nature is the thing that teaches you how to do those things. Like, you should naturally grow as a person, and that's what makes satisfying change in your life. But then once you start doing that and modifying genes and coming out of the womb being like Picasso and shit, like that's, I feel like that's very unnatural. And when you go against nature like that, there are consequences. But but what I'm saying, like what they would be doing to these children is already naturally achievable by some, just from a random standpoint. You know, if you're, Mm -hmm. if you, like, I, I like to like throw out like Albert Einstein, for example. Yeah. Like, he's totally random. Like, it's just, it that doesn't happen often, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, really, like, Usain Bolt, that is ridiculous how rare that kind of genetic starting point you have. It's not like out of the womb he was running faster than mopeds, right? Like, he <laughs> runs, like, crazy fast. You know, like, it, it was the training and the environment and whatever that made him he had to get himself there yeah so like it's not like you're 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 born being really good it's just you're born you know like with that like kind of like head start almost but also at the same time like i'll i'll raise the question like once you reach kind of the end game and once you're whatever you're the best human you can be from a genetic you know mental standpoint everything you're 100 percent. don't you think that they'll find something that will just make them even better right they'll put their brains into computers or something right like there's there's no real end i think it's just a matter of time until like that happens you know like the the amount of deniers that we need to like make that happen or not happen i think is the the question because like yeah yeah i totally see what you're saying I think that's a really good point that like we want to improve humans as a species and like it's going to be really good and we can just like eliminate the cancer genes and stuff like that. We just kind of like stop dying. That's really good. But I feel like a lot of the time 
some things with with good I, i've said this before in the podcast but like there's an old saying that's somewhat relevant here like the road to hell is paved with good intentions right, because right. sometimes you think you're doing something really good and it turns out to be really bad like look at social media for instance like they they wanted to put in a like button to spread positivity like i like that Dude, that's a very positive thing at first glance and when they were making it but now it's making teen teenagers like hate kill their themselves. lives kill yeah. themselves eating disorders everything totally. so these I people like, are not liking their posts yeah exactly like they don't have enough likes or watching the likes like way too much and stuff like that i can't tell you exactly what the problems would be but something that seems that good i feel like would have disastrous consequences right yeah and that that was you know part of my question too was like if it if you think it's just dangerous like you you just think that like nature does it right nature does it nature makes us better we learn we we pass on stronger genes Mm -hmm. the more we procreate nature naturally does that so you know i was kind of asking the question is do you think it's it's dangerous to speed it up and you do right yeah, definitely. How does that play into what is real? Like, Cole, did you have something you wanted to say about that? Well, sort of applying the um, the like button temporary solution thing to anything, really. Is removing the cancer gene going to initiate some other horrible health defect that we're, we just won't be aware of for a few a years? Yeah, what if the cancer genes are the only piece of the puzzle preventing us from not getting this disastrous <laughs> space AIDS, right? Oh, like, God. we have no idea. We're playing with fire when we do that. Mm-hmm. AIDS um, is the funniest disease to throw out there. I think I think this this fits into what is real, because at the, like, at the end of the day, we were talking a lot about like how what's real can be skewed by us, but Ultimately, what's real is what is right in front of us here and now, and really nothing but that. And when we try to change that, whether it be in our heads or with CRISPR or whatever, that's when things start to go south, right? Awesome. Yeah. How much of uh, the current world is real? We're literally fucking trapped in our own like little hamster cages, and we're just given TikTok and all these plastic-ass social medias as a representation of what's going on out there, like our main method of checking in with the world. And there's almost no guarantee that any of these things are real besides taking their word for it. There's just so many ways to frame events or phrase words in a certain way and appeal to a certain demographic just to get us in this sort of like flow of thought uh, into perceiving things in a similar way. Like we'll all sort of come together at the end and and sort of confirm that yeah that's that's the way it went down right but like there's no guarantee that it will be and that and that's not a genuine way of confirming things anymore like remember when kim jong un died mm. oh, yeah and wait what's that all about he did that basically like just a stream uh, of information leaks like eventually just piled into the internet and there was just like articles from like reputable news sources just saying this dude died but he didn't he was just in like a a vegetable state for a few days <laughs> yeah he, he like came down yeah. with a really bad case of the flu or something Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a really... I like specifically how you said hamster wheels because it's almost as... I don't know, I feel like this could be a, a separate topic for another time. This is like a really good entire Pandora's box we could open here. 
but like there are lots of ways to change what other people see as real and i feel like that's an element of control that civilizations and governments throughout history have employed to their people to make the country go a certain way you know like we have to check in on the world through our own little social medias and everything and that can kind of skew what real is i guess can just look straight into my wake soul up, that. wake up wake, wake up. up wake up <laughs> oh god yeah okay. whoever's listening to this um you're in a you're in a coma and your parents are trying to get you to wake up so Johnny, please wake up Johnny, wake up yeah wake up they, we don't they don't know how this this message is getting to you but it's getting to you somehow with some new technology hillary clinton has been the president for the past 12 years miley cyrus miley cyrus the highest <laughs> impossible and and start uh playing the the song gangnam style that way uh, a, a low flying uh navy navy pilot will will pick up the signal and take you to safety okay i think that is a good place to close off thank you for listening to this episode if you haven't checked out brand zero on tier 22 it just dropped today so go check that out I want to thank VZ for being on the podcast. He was a great guest. And thank you for thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. Yeah.